John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hey, it's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hi, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. Came in pretty hot today. Coming in hot. Yeah. Oh, shit. That thing's all redlined. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> We're in beautiful West Seattle today. We are. We talk about guitars. Yep. We talk about beverages. Yep. We talk about Buck Owens. Maybe. Surf music. Maybe. We talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's me guessing. Yeah. Lobbing grenades, you know? Well, those are pretty good guesses. Yeah. Because this guitar is red, white, and blue. Like a Buck Owens guitar. Like a Buck Owens guitar. Mm-hmm. But it's not. No, I didn't figure it was, but I figured we could talk about Buck Owens because that sounds like fun. Yeah. I like doing that. Oh, Buck, he knew what was up. Nose? Oh. New. Buck. Early dong. Real early dong on this one. Fast and furious on the dongs. You got that pick in your mouth? Yeah. You got the pick talk. I like it when you do that. The people do too. They've been talking on the internet about how much they like it when you talk with a pick in your mouth. Yeah. So I was a little distracted there for a second because I'm uh, bringing up my notes on my phone because my brand new fast fiber internet. Yeah. Gigabit. Gigabit. It died. None more fast. Yeah. Unless it's just gone. Yeah. The router has disappeared. This guitar, Ed, is called, the brand is called the Hallmark. It's a Moserite? It is not. Okay, it's a Moserite Hallmark? No. Hallmark 60 Custom, Mm, based on a 1960 Moserite. Oh, I see. So you might ask, Mm -hmm. well, is there any connection between this and Moserite? Yeah, you might. There is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought, you know, we should probably just kind of get into that. We're just jumping into this today, going right in. If I'm going too fast, slow my roll, Ed. I got some theater seats in the home theater I've been building out. I knew you were ordering new seats. Recliners. I don't really know what to do about that. You can't, like, control the nest on the wall? Like, you can't go to the wall and, like, turn it down on the thing? connected to the internets. That's crazy. (sighs) 
I have very little room to talk, right? Pretty much all my interior lights in my house are uh, Philips Hue lights. And so, you know, every once in a while, I'll go to turn a light on and it'll hit me with a, oh, can't turn the lights on right now because we're updating the firmware on your light bulbs, Ugh. right? My light bulbs have a firmware update. We're too hardwired, John. Yeah. We need to go off the grid over here. John is right now fighting with the fact that his heater is connected to the Wi-Fi, which is down. And so the furnace just kicked on like four feet from us. Yeah. So everybody enjoy the sound of furnaces going on and off. Yeah, exactly. Today, Ed Peterson, top of his game. Yes. I'm bringing 110%. John flustered. Yeah. He's frustrated. He was, I came in and he was on the phone with tech support. He couldn't answer the door because he was on the phone with tech support. And that is frustrating as hell, especially when they say, everything's green on our end. Get bent. Beverages. Are you okay, John? Beverages, Ed. The furnace is blasting. Your levels are all jacked up. But you know what? That song, when you first started playing it, uh -huh. I got big like the Cure Disintegration era vibes. When you were playing the more up the neck. Yeah. With a delay. That. That's very disintegration era. Do you get that? You know? A little bit. Disintegration. That's a good one. Came out after Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Oh. It's the kind of spooky, spooky Ooh. cure. I was happy to be able to use my jazz noggin. Yeah. You got your sixth? Yeah. This funky boy. Yeah. It's a minor seventh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Major. Sure. I uh was playing a chord today and it was a little uh math rocky. Ooh. You know, just the rhythm or whatever I was playing. And it was uh flavors of major ninths that had a very math rocky evocation. So that would be like Bring the pinky up. That is just math rock. Now you know what that is? The Smiths? Oh, yeah. 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 I like it a lot. And you can kind of move that up and down the neck. Do some cool, cool mathy shit. Or Smithy Boys. Smithy. Yeah. Have you seen The Killer, the new David Fincher movie? Yes. You did? Yes. Did you love it? Yes. It was great. That's correct. I've watched it three times. That's a movie I'll watch every couple months, maybe until I'm like 100. Oh, okay, cool. It goes down easy. It's fun. 
it's full of the Smiths. Yeah, that, like, was, that was pretty wild. Just, I thought that yeah. was great. Every time you're killing somebody, you better throw on some Morrissey. Yeah. That jibes. Huh. What are you drinking, Ed? Oh, I've got an athletic brewing uh, non-alcoholic IPA, and I'm chasing that with a Americano from our good friends at Hotwire Coffee in beautiful West Seattle, California Avenue. Yeah, right next to the post office. You know what you can get at Hotwire Coffee? Not stamps. Internet. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, not probably. Definitely yeah. you can get you can get internet there, John. You know what you can't get at High Gain Central? Internet. If it's like Tuesday night and you see me in Hotwire furiously mm. editing an episode. Yeah. Now you know why. Yeah. Yeah. I too have coffee. Uh-huh. From Hotwire. We went together and yep. they love us there. Those guys are great. They don't know us at all. And we still didn't use the We go incognito mode. Yeah. The the high gain. Discount code. But that doesn't mean you can't use it. And you should. Just go there, say the high gain, just toss it off casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next thing you know. You're gonna be neck deep in guitar and espresso talk with the Hotwire crew. Yep. You're gonna love it. They're gonna love it. Uh I also have a Coke. Why not double down on the caffeine right like we do i don't have any john coke stories oh <laughs> mailbag <laughs> oh viewers might remember that at the request of superfan bill downey mm -hmm. down there and down under of the continent australia uh-huh we switched seats and ed researched and hosted an entire episode his own self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bill thought it would only be appropriate that Ed shoulder some of the... The burden. Well, we heard back from Bill. Oh! After that. He loved it. He had to. It's a quick comment, because, mm -hmm. you know, Bill's probably busy. Yeah. He writes, great episode. Thank you. You can take the rest of the day off, Ed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. That one was for you. In another five years, I'll do another one. It's going to depend on how much old Bill Downey complains. <laughs> We lost Buck Owens, but that didn't start the crew over there at Hallmark Guitars from making a Buck Owens guitar. Well, it's a little more complicated than that. Would you like to know all about it? Yeah, it's sparkly. Did Buck Owens have sparkly versions of his guitars? He did. There was the Buck Owens Buckaroo. Was that like a telly? Well, he had a telly kind of version. Yeah, right. But he also had one that looked like this Mosrite style, but it had the telly control plate. Oh, yeah? So it had an abbreviated pick guard and like a tele control plate on oh, it. Oh, cool. It was really wild looking. Cool. And that was made for him. From Mosrite? Back in the day. That's right. Okay. So it was the late 50s, Ed. The late 1950s. That was a whole century ago. Yeah. Semi Mosley had mm. been slugging it out in Los Angeles trying to get people to play his guitars. Yeah. He was not experiencing any uptake. Uh. So he moves the whole operation north to Bakersfield. Oh, okay. What's Semi up to? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Semi. We lost him? We lost Semi. When? I don't know. We're certain of that, though. Yes. John normally has extensive notes printed out. Everything flows naturally. John is prepared. Maybe occasionally you hear the rustle of paper. That's because John's referring to his notes. Yes. Since the internet's down and everything is connected to the internet, there's no printer. And John is referring to his phone John has with his old man eyes. Old man eyes and the soundboard for all those fun effects like matchsticks or Wilhelm screams. 
Where are those? <laughs> yeah, whole different <laughs> app. Different app on the phone. All I'm saying is we're doing our best over here. John's doing a great job, and I really am tired of you folks complaining about the shoddy craftsmanship from John Kiltaka. That's right. Because he's trying. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. You know? What do I know? Cut him some slack. I don't know. Folks. So, Semi moves up to Bakersfield. There's a lot of kind of like country western cats up there, and he yeah. starts getting noticed. Okay. He's doing custom jobs for people. One-off custom guitars you've seen some of those wacky ones with like double necks mm -hmm. yeah for sure our man tk smith specializes in recreating a lot of sammy's early work yeah that kind of look among the musicians that discover him is this guy named joe hall a musician in the bakersfield area at the time and he wants one too Ooh, uh, joe we hall. lost joe hall 2011 uh. he wanted one of those cool semi mosley guitars so he goes to semi and says i want a custom guitar semi tells him it's not going to be cheap joe hall says okay i'll make you a deal i'll give you my gibson es147 and 400 dollars in advance whoa and this is in 1959 wow really for a custom guitar problem is that was his only guitar yeah and semi was really slow so he gives him the guitar first Maybe give them the $400 first. Right. Joe Hall's like, man, I can't count the amount of gigs I've lost because well, <laughs> I can't always borrow a guitar. What is this guy doing? Come on. So Sammy says, all right, how about I make you a deal? It would go faster if you just came in the shop and worked with me to get it built. How about you come in and make your own damn guitar and give me $400 and a Gibson? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. But Joe Hall was like, Okay, if it helps the thing get done faster, fine. Sure. And he ends up staying like four years, <laughs> learning the ropes, learning how to build guitars. He likes it. Sure. He became a great builder himself. Sammy eventually went on to make a lot of money we know from the Mosrite Ventures mm -hmm. guitars that yep. we're all familiar with. Other than that, he was not the best business guy. For instance, Ed, there was a company called Standell. They made amps and guitars and all kinds of things. I don't know about them. Okay. He made a deal with them to make guitars, but he only made like 10 and then the deal fell apart. Sure. He was too slow or just wasn't into it. Yeah. But worse yet, Sears uh -oh. offers Mosrite, hey man, you make guitars for us? Mm-hmm. We'll give you a million dollars. That seems like a lot of money. A million, 1959 dollars? That's a lot. You exclusively make the stuff for us. He didn't do it, would be my guess. He passed. Yeah, that would just be dumb. It's 10551000 this kid. Oh, Sammy. If he's making like 10 guitars a year, what is Sears going to do? That's just dumb. They want 100,000 guitars for the Christmas catalog. Yeah. I don't think our man Joe Hall, who was watching all this go down while contributing to the build of his own custom guitar. Sure. I don't right. know if he was too into it, the Standell thing and then the Sears thing. So by 1965, Joe Hall goes sideways. What's the name of this guitar you've got in your hand? This is a Hallmark. Oh, am I starting to put things together? Sometimes I'm slow on the uptick. Sometimes, you know, uh -huh. it takes the Ed Peterson a little while. Uh-huh. Okay. By 65, Joe Hall goes sideways on the deal and he goes to Standell. Wow. I don't know what to tell you, Sammy's a weird cat, but I'll work with you. Yeah, guy like me? See this knife I got? Yeah. I'm fixing to put it in my buddy's back. That's yeah. how our guy Semi died. So he made Mosrite-style double cutaway guitars for Standell. 
he made an aluminum kind of cast housing that held all the stuff, the pickups, the controls, the tailpiece. So I guess he could just make the body and just drop it in. Okay. But not much ever came of it. And so that deal ended. <laughs> but it ended in the strangest way. Standell's like, yeah, I don't know if anybody's buying these, Joe Hall. So, you know, let's be friends, but it's not working. Shortly thereafter, the guy that worked for Joe Hall mm -hmm. breaks into the shop. Oh, this episode's got intrigue. This thing has got like movie potential. That's right. We could paint Hall as the hero in this thing. I think we can just do a little creative writing. I think Hall's maybe the good guy. Okay. Yeah. So some guy breaks into Hall's place. Some guy that was working for Hall. Okay. Breaks in, Uh huh. takes all the bodies, takes all the templates, steals all the machinery. Just fucking cleans him out. Okay, that seems bad. And so just when Joe Hall's like, well, damn, I guess I'm not making anything now. That guy goes over to Standell. Oh. Hey, you know, I'm set up to do that. I'll be happy to do that for you. So then does Standell say, hey, your buddy? No, they do it. But the thing is, that guy who worked for Joe Hall mm -hmm. wasn't really good at building anything. Okay. He didn't know much about how to make guitars. He was incompetent. So that deal ended <laughs> almost as quickly as it began. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But Joe Hall? Stand up dude. Yeah. Joe Hall now has been bitten by the bug. He wants to keep making guitars. So in 66, he keeps doing it. Goes out and buys more wood, starts making more bodies, has to reinvent this aluminum faceplate thing. Okay. And he's making guitars, he's calling them Sterling. Mm. Custom order style. Preparing to launch some sort of bigger platform if he can get enough sales, make enough money, tool up, all of that stuff. Maybe he was not feeling so good about Sammy. I don't know. He's a musician. Playing in the bars guy. Mm. So as he's ramping up to make something bigger out of it, yeah. he goes back to Sammy and poaches one of his dudes. These guys, come on. He offered him more money. But... This guy's name was Bill Grugit. Okay, Grugit's a cool name. And Grugit also made his own kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What Joe Hall said was, yeah, I know Semi's not too into that, but you come work for me. You can keep making your own stuff. That's cool. Don't worry about it. And I'll pay you more money. I'll pay you more money to make these guitars that look exactly like the guitars of the guy who taught me how to make guitars. How's that sound? That sounds good. Okay. Now, the thing that they had hoped would happen kind of happens. Old Bill Bogle shows up. Billy B? Knocking on the door of Joe Hall. Uh-huh. You might know Bill Bogle as the bass player for the Ventures. Oh. He goes to Joe Hall, and he's like, hey, I got this idea in my head for a guitar design. I kind of got some sketches here. Would you be interested in working it up? Joe Hall's like, yeah, sure. Oh, my God. I can see where this story is going. Tell me, where's it and going? And I love it. Where's it going? I think where it's going is Joe Hall works the designs up. Somehow, stuff goes sideways again. And then it ends up going back to Moe's right, and Moe's right makes all the money. No. He works up the design, and I'm going to make with my hands, showing Ed, a V. Mm-hmm. The point of the V is yep. downward, and the two legs are pointing upwards. Oh, it's like the reverse flying V? Yeah, kind of like okay. that, but funkier shaped. Oh, a little more roundy. Yeah. Roundy, curvy, boy. Yeah, they called it the swept wing. And Bogle was like, you help me design this and I'll give you half of everything involved with it. For some reason, Bogle bailed on that. 
Because it was a dumb, ugly design, maybe? They displayed it at NAMM in 66, and people seemed to like it. And so they brought it to market under the new name for Joe Hall's company. Hallmark? Hallmark. We got there, kids. Yeah. Hooray! That funky swept wing deal. Yeah. That was their first guitar. That's the one that put them on the map. So in 1966, Ed, mm-hmm. what are you paying for a weird-ass swept wing-looking reverse V kind of confection? Man, you know what I wanted to say? Just gut, right? What should that guitar cost? 300 bucks. But then you tell me in like 59, he trades a Gibson ES-147 and 400 bucks for a guitar yeah so is he pricing his guitars like that 662 dollars is what i think your first instinct was the correct one. Oh, really in 1966 dollars it yeah. was 265 dollars ah weird but that's like 2400 today dollars. well I, I i'm just trying to compare it to the semi mosley price point okay so they go to nam And I guess they got rid of at least the ones they brought with them, or they made enough of a splash. So so based on that glimmer of some success, Joe Hall and the newly founded Hallmark, they get a new space, they hire a couple of dudes, they design some new models. One that was called the Eldorado. It was kind of like a 335 type with F-holes, but really funky looking nonetheless. You would not confuse it with a 335. Yeah. And he sells shares in town up there around Bakersfield. Shares in his company? Yeah. Give me $500 and you become kind of a stakeholder in this. And he took out a full page ad. This is 1967 in a brand new magazine, Guitar Player. Oh, nice. Yeah. And they go to Nam again and they bring all this stuff. Nowhere to go but up, right? I think so. First time they went to Nam, it seemed to be a hopeful expedition. This time, super failure. Really? Well, it's like the middle of the Vietnam War, and all the funky-shaped stuff was coming in from Japan for a lot cheaper. Yeah, okay. So to be able to say, look at our crazy nutty designs, people are like, yeah, I can get that a lot cheaper. The swept wing's kind of cool. It's kind of bat-wingy shape. Well, this appears to be apocryphal, but at the very least, nobody can say for sure Mm -hmm. that inspiration for that design came from Batman. It looks like it. The cape. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Okay. Dude from Ventures still has not designed this guitar that you're holding. And he's not gonna. Okay. 1968. Joe Hall declares bankruptcy. Oh. Leaves the business altogether. Mm. Goes overseas. Learns him the oil business. Oh, great. And works in petroleum for the rest of his life till he retires. Huh. He's an oil man. Hallmark is no more. So how many of those swept wing funky guitars were made? Oh, man. The estimate is somewhere between like 40 on the low end. God damn it. And like 100 on the high end, if that's even true. Apparently a lot of them ended up just like floating around in pawn shops. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted them. For sure. Until later on, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, oh my God, there's only 40 of these. Must have one. What's that thing? Yeah. And that's where we find a guy named Bob Shade. That's a cool name, too. We got a lot of cool names and cool dudes over yeah, here. old Bob Shade. Okay, tell me about him. He picks up the mantle in the late 90s. 
when you started doing this, I was sort of picturing Hall was just straight up biting the designs of Moe's right. And maybe he sort of was. A little bit, maybe. But, like, he did not make a Ventures guitar. Not while Hallmark was around. Yeah, okay. Their claim to fame is the swept wing. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm back on Team Hall. So, Bob Shade. I'm probably on Team Bob. Late 1990s, Bob has found himself three or four swept wings. I'm going to collect these. These are Those so are, cool. Yeah. Bob is a luthier in Maryland, and he just has a passion for these things. He loves them. That's rad. Yeah. So he gets in touch with Joe Hall. Oh, Joe Hall's still around. At that point, he is. Okay. Hey, Joe Hall, would you mind talking to me about like how you built these and what it was like back then and all that? Yeah, sure. A very friendly guy, apparently. And I guess things progressed to the point where Bob Shade is like, what would it take for me to get the name? Yeah. And I guess they came to some agreement. I couldn't find a record of what that was. So now Bob Shade owns the Hallmark brand Great. and decides, I'm just going to start redoing these. Bobby Shade, he knows what's up. Yeah. Starts with the Swept Wing, because that's the most popular one. Mm -hmm. And then he starts redoing a bunch of Moserite models from very specific years. But he's making improvements on them. What I hold here is the 60 Custom couple things he did. You know the old Moserites, the necks were really skinny? Yeah. This has a regular size big boy neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the trims on a lot of the old Moserites were kind of janky affairs. Mm-hmm. Bob Shade redesigned it with roller saddles. The bridge looks solid as a rock. He wanted it to be more uh, reliable. At a glance, it kind of has mastery vibes to it. It looks solid like a mastery bridge. That's it we got here, Ed. Okay. We got two pickups here. Uh-huh. The pickups he put in this are custom-wound high-fidelity pickups he calls Shade pickups. Really? Yeah. I guess if your last name is Shade. Yeah, you, you work with that. Yeah. It's an alder body. Okay. Binding on the top, binding on the neck. This one, as we mentioned, is red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. It came in all different colors. What year is this? This one is about 2015. I think it came out with these around about 2008. What I couldn't find out, there are some people that swear up and down that our man, Mr. Shade, is making these things from scratch. But they were cheap. You can even order one now, and it's like uh, $1,200. Yeah, like set neck? Yeah. Oh, signed. Yeah, Bob Shade signed with a Sharpie on the back of the headstock. Crazy. Yeah. So best I could find is that the bodies and the necks are cut overseas and then shipped in bulk back to old Bobby Shade, who then builds the rest of the guitar. No way. Really? I don't really know. There were some people that were like, no, no, it's 100% overseas. And then the other people would say, I know Bob Shade, and that's not true. Mm. Here's your neck action. Sounds great. If I go as bridular as I can get. Throw some 81 on there.
Of course, that is a more a visceral pedal stacked on top of the 81. Yeah. If I wanted to stack the Sputnik on top of the 81. It'll make that kind of noise. Uh, and so he relaunches Hallmark with all of these guitars, and he's been doing it ever since. Yeah, this is a cool guitar, John. And that's the story of Hallmark Guitars, Ed. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? Hey, Ed. Yeah. This particular example is red, white, and blue. Mm -hmm. Very patriotic. Yeah. This is the Hallmark, Moserite-inspired, Joe Hall-involved, Bob Shade-signed 60 Custom. Yeah. Buy or deny? Buy? Yeah. Almost no reservations, no caveats. Like, I've played a bunch of older Moserites. I've never played one that just felt solid and that I loved it. They yeah. all feel a little kind of weird to me. And this thing just feels, plays great, looks awesome. And you're telling me like they're 12. 12 like, or less. That's wild. I think it's great. He set about to fix whatever it is he saw as the playability problems. I think he did. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think this is a buy. Probably not the red, white, and blue one. It's red, white, and blue sparkle finish. 100% the red, white, and blue one for me. It's not even an irony thing. I just think they're cool. When my kind the, of alt-rock band yeah. hits the top level, right. I'm taking this on stage at Glastonbury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. I'll cool. take lots of uh, patriotic pictures of this. Hell yes. And we'll put them on the interwebs like you do. Hell yes. I love it when you do that. Well, you got to do that. On like uh, Instagram. And Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the spot. And meanwhile, head on over to the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. For sure. If you want to check us out from there or see some of the other shows that those guys put out. Mm-hmm. We're the ones over in the corner that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get invited to the holiday party. Yeah. It's cool, man. I hear it was great. Yeah. All right. Well, we should come back next week and do it again. You wanna? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay. Okay, bye, John. Okay, bye. <laughs>